everyone. Welcome back to a very exciting episode of the Unconstrained Conversation podcast. Following on from my conversation in episode 40 with Raj last week about making technology the value driver it should be, I thought I'll check in with Jordan Hollander, co-founder of Hotel Tech Report, the trip advisor of hospitality technology. Hotel Tech Report sits at the intersection of hospitality and technology, and if there is one person who knows what's happening in the hospitality tech ecosystem, it's Jordan. We talk about innovation, what's keeping Jordan up at night, and what are some of the most exciting developments in technology that he is currently seeing. Enjoy this episode 41 of Unconstrained Conversations and the link to sign up to the Hospitality Technology Hub taking place on March 8th is in the podcast details below. Okay, Jordan from Hotel Tech Report uh, joining me today on episode 41 of the um, Unconstrained Conversation podcast. We're all thawing up here in uh, Minneapolis, as I told Jordan, first day above uh, freezing in six weeks. So um, this is going to be a, a spring-like conversation. Welcome, Jordan, to the uh, podcast. Thanks for having me, Klaus. Yeah, always a pleasure. I know we talk quite frequently on panels and conferences and um, various events. Um, what, what, are tell, tell us, yeah, what are those? What are those? Virtual, virtual events, right? <laughs> Um, so you are one of the founders of uh, Hotel Tech Report. Tell the audience a little bit what you do, and then we'll talk about kind of what you see in the hotel world and how hotels are using technology maybe more efficiently, more effectively. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you know, Klaus, Hotel Tech Report is the number one online marketplace and destination for all things hotel technology. The easiest way to explain what we do for those who aren't familiar is we're basically TripAdvisor for hotel software. We use review. We help hoteliers uh, read reviews from their peers about the software products that they're using to identify the best solutions for their properties. Uh, we work with about 100,000 hoteliers around the world each month, and we're also partnered with the software companies on the other end of the buying uh, cycle. Uh, everyone from startups to major publicly traded organizations. That's great. So if I'm a hotel uh, hotelier any, anywhere in the world, I can go on your website and I can find out what the technology um, uh, providers are and what kind of technologies are out there for me and my hotel, right? Exactly. So you could browse content. Everything's completely free for hoteliers. You can read reviews, editorial um, but you can also use more advanced features like side-by-side -side, uh, vendor comparisons. You can compare price quotes and bids from certain from different vendors. You can also get custom recommendations where essentially you tell us characteristics about your property and we can instantly match what you're looking for in your property type with other reviews in our database to find the best fit for your needs. Because as we all know, it's not really a one-size-fits-all type of vendor environment in this world. And Every hotel has different needs and different feature functionality requirements. And so we help them find that without taking away from their day-to-day -day roles. All right. So you can either swipe right or swipe left, depending exactly. on if you like the technology, right? And uh, <laughs> if, you, if you go on the revenue management side, you will find that Ideas is the number one revenue management system provider, which always makes us proud for the um, that is true. For 2020. Thank you very much. But it's not up to you. It's for the, um, the users that are... That are reviewing um, that are reviewing the the technology providers. So you're yep. obviously kind of in the middle there of all the hotel technology 
ecosystem. Um, what do you see has happened over the last few months, and now I can almost say year, and um, how do you feel technology is uh, changing um, or hotels are changing the use of technology in their in their world. How is the industry going to adopt technology or or use technology um, differently going forward? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the the kind of biggest items that we saw change are really around this idea of moving into a world of increased volatility. So, you know, whether it's in in our industry or in or in the broader world, you look at you know, snowstorms in Texas and a global pandemic killing millions and a Reddit stock mania. What all these things mean is that more unpredictable events are happening in the world. And that means that you need to structure your business in a way that you can adapt to more unpredictable events happening and basically imposing themselves on your operations. And so, you know, the biggest change that we've seen is Really, technology has gone from in the mind of hoteliers from a nice to have to a need to have. So, you know, Klaus, you and I have been talking about this for, you know, closing out on a decade here of the importance of technology in the hotel business. And hoteliers, you know, until now, we were in a, an incredible bull market. And so, with the, you know, the great part about a bull market is you could be an average operator and you could still do great. And that bull market is going to raise, you know, the tides for all ships. But when things turn around or when there's increased volatility, you have to be an, an, an incredible operator to make the, uh, you know, the financials work, the guest experience work. You have to be an expert at every facet of your business. And so you know, when hotels look at how they can do that, you can do that with staff. You can do that with an improved product set you know, in terms of like making renovations or improving an F&B outlet, things like that. Or you can look at you know, operational processes in general. And, how do you change those operational processes on the dime? Well, technology is how you do that. Whether it's, you know, all, all these kind of like fuzzy categories that we're seeing from contactless check-in to mobile ordering to mobile key, all these things are happening because hotels have the digital infrastructure to basically act on that and, and make quick decisions. You know, we were, we have one client who was talking to a large enterprise uh, prospect, a potential customer for, I think he was telling us like three years. And when COVID first broke out, that enterprise customer came to them who hadn't made a decision in three years and said, how do we on your, onboard your solution within 60 days? And so I think that that level of urgency uh, to bring on these solutions is, is really what's changing. And so a lot of the trends that we are already seeing, and, and you know, we've all heard this before, are they're just being accelerated. And a lot of the things that people on the technology side, like yourself and like me, have been saying for years, are they're happening right now. So we knew they were going to happen. We thought they'd happen probably sooner than they did, but maybe we are getting a little bit, uh, a little bit skeptical as to whether they would happen. And now it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to continue to see that um, as you know, the, the weaker operators maybe go out of business or get purchased by another asset owner. Uh, those new asset owners are going to be the most sophisticated, are going to be ready for the future. And and technology is going to be core to, to all of their strategies. I mean, you've seen, you know, MCR investors trying to buy stay in touch. And so, like, you, you know, there's this is a changing world where the owners are really understanding that importance. And I think that's impacting all categories. But obviously, when it comes to anything contactless, that's the most important kind of like keyword that everyone's talking about right now. Um, but, you know, the surprising thing is we saw increased demand basically through summer. We saw increased search demand for everything from property management systems, revenue management systems on hotel tech report, the core software that hotels 
know, have known they needed, or maybe they were waiting to switch out. We saw increased demand through summer, but then when summer bookings picked up, we saw the demand drop off because they were busy, you know, basically working right. with guests and, and trying to attract new ones. And then we saw the demand come back as things started to slow down again. So we're almost seeing an inverse relationship between demand for software and the occupancy in hotels, which has been a really interesting and unexpected kind of dynamic in the market. No, absolutely. I, I kind of think we will look back at this period and, and think of it as a great accelerator in, in technology adoption because it's it's yep. without without any question that a lot of hotel companies have rushed to digitize their infrastructure, enable obviously the contactless environment, health and safety, communication, how you engage with customers differently, right? It's been incredible to see that transformation happening over the last few months. Obviously, yep. on the other side, you have people that want to, um, uh, they can't spend a lot of money because they're obviously very stretched in terms of profitability. Um, I, I did have a conversation on a podcast that we just released last week with uh, Raj uh, Trivedi, the former president of La Quinta, who is now investor both in real estate as well as in technology. And one of his um, companies he invested in is a company that does contactless um, uh, technology. Um, and he talked about this 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 opportunity to educate the guests as well as educating the hotel brands and educating the hotel operators, which I find was was interesting. And he he mentioned that we have this opportunity to move the guests to interact differently with hotels, interact remotely and and through digital means rather than face to face and at the front desk and concierge, right? And and I felt that yeah. was a very interesting concept to say we can force guests to interact with us differently than they have in the past, right? In a nice yep. way, obviously, right? Absolutely. So, 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 so you, you feel, and it's interesting that you see booking curves and, and kind of search, search curves kind of uh, for technology as well um, uh, that are inverse with, with occupancy. Do you feel that there is going to be a, a group of winners and a group of losers uh, when we look back maybe in 18 months or two years and, and say, well, if you if you can you know if you would have invested in these components you 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 will be a winner if you don't invest in these components you're not going to be a winner do you see do you have are you I, do you see some of that happening or some of these conversations yeah I, I think it um, I think it depends on market segment for sure um, right. you know a, a luxury resort in the Bahamas is going to have different needs than a you know a branded kind of limited service property in, in a urban area. Um, you know, I think in general, the the things that guests want, it's it's moving towards um, the conveniences that we have in our home from a guest experience perspective. So I think, you know, contactless again, is, it's it's buzzy right now. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that the technologies that are underlying the contactless movement are extremely important. Um, but ultimately, what it comes down to is how do you remove the touch points that you don't need to have? And how do you give guests the convenience they have at home? So the touch points that you don't need to have, it doesn't really create, it doesn't do anything for guest experience to have someone standing in line at the front desk. And this is kind of like one of those mundane items that were just like, okay, if you map out the guest journey on property, it's not just about having the, the, the human connection itself is not good intrinsically. It's good when it can increase value or increase perceived value of a stay. And so removing all those touch points that don't need to be there that are extraneous, not only is going to save money for the owners, but it ultimately creates a better guest experience because we just don't need a lot of the things that hotels are providing. And I think, you know, you see that with, well, look at what Airbnb stock has done during this time, right? 
guests are being educated that a lighter weight approach is actually totally fine for their needs. And so I think hotels, especially limited service ones, they don't need to kind of create these super high touch uh, experiences with their staff in the way that they previously thought. I think before the pandemic, limited service hotels were trying to get as close to a luxury property experience as possible to enhance perceived value. And I think what they're finding now is that in a lot of these cases, they don't need to deliver those services. And so it's almost the unbundling of the hotel. Now, when you still, you know, when you go into the, you know, the luxury markets, we were actually booking a trip for, to stay at the Phoenician, a luxury collection property in Arizona this weekend. And we postponed because of weather. Um, it wasn't good enough for us. It was only going to be 70, Klaus. Um, oh, sorry. But, you know, for that kind of experience, we want to have, you know, we want to have, uh, you know, poolside delivery of uh, pina coladas and club sandwiches and all the good stuff. But if you're a limited service property, you know, you don't need a lot of those amenities. You don't need, you know, the concierge there to tell you every, you know, every step of your of your uh, visit outside of the property. And you're willing to do things on your own. So I think it's kind of yeah. the unbundling piece there of like what's actually needed from a guest experience perspective. Um, you know, when you talk about winners and losers, it's also important to focus on the operational side of things. So, so like independent of the guest experience, you know, obviously ideas is playing in, in revenue management and has a huge focus on holistic commercial management. Um, I think being the, the winners are going to be the properties that have really efficient backend processes. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that could come in the form of building an efficient sales pipeline using a, a sales CRM like Event Temple, who's doing really, really well right now. Or, you know, there's a, a new great company out of, uh, out of Scandinavia called Proposed Sales that's enabling hotels to create these dynamic interactive uh, RFPs for group stays. And so I think historically, you could get away with throwing up a phone number for a sales team on your, you know, your group's business uh, landing page on your website. And, you know, maybe your sales rep would send a menu along and you'd have 15 back and forth threads before you book that, that group visit. But in this new world, heightened competition is going to be, you know, the key theme. And you're going to have to create a better sales experience for those groups so that they know exactly what they're getting. Why are they paying for it? How does it compare to your comp set? And what is it going to be like in destination? How do you show them rich imagery? Maybe it's a virtual walkthrough. Um, so I think it's about really getting efficient across every facet of, of your operations. And that goes into, you know, revenue management. Well, you know, if your historical pricing isn't going to be super relevant to price your rooms over the next six months, are you using real-time pricing and third-party data sets to understand how you should be pricing your rooms? If it's in marketing and you're looking at certain channels increasing or decreasing in importance, how quickly are you able to pick up on those, on those changes in demand and where the booking channels are increasing or decreasing in importance for your property? And so having that real-time pulse on your business to make decisions quickly um, is going to be extremely critical. And so, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of movement in terms of uh, meta, search, meta search management. Um, obviously, there was a big acquisition uh, just last week, you know, uh, Sendine acquiring Hebs um, or Next Guest, as Next they're called guest. now. Yep. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, the digital services are, you know, the whole, the whole play there is how you give hotels the ability to pick up on a rapidly changing marketing environment. Um, and, and so, you know, I think those are some of the major trends and in terms of winners and losers, the hotels that have the right technology infrastructure to one, 
pick up on what's happening in their business in real time so they can adapt to volatility. Um, and then two, be able to act on that. So if you have a legacy uh, on-prem PMS system, you may know a lot about your property, but you're not going to be able to change your SOPs on a dime. And if you know the government, if your local government comes out and says, you know what, in uh, 30 days, everybody's going to need to have uh, a written record of vaccination certificates and passports, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about that, you're you're in big trouble. And so I think we're going to see more more and more of that to come. Right, right. So so if you are if you would build your own hotel um right now what what kind of technology would you be most excited about i mean what would you be looking for to put into your hotel to make sure that you're future proof and yeah, i know it absolutely. depends if you if it's a resort or you know a long stay or not you know whatever it is but um just the standard tech stack what would be you what what would you be most excited about to put into your place yeah absolutely so i mean so the core system obviously a p i i would basically back into my tech stack uh, around. So you have to look at the PMS as the core, but you also want to select a PMS that can adapt to the rest of your tech stack. And so finding a PMS, yeah, so finding a PMS who's committed to a healthy partner ecosystem and is it investing aggressively and bringing on those integrations, you know, the same way that we might look for Slack because it integrates with all of our other systems. I think that's at the core of, of what anyone needs in this environment. And that's no surprise. And that's nothing really new in this environment. Um, the things that are probably newer that, I'm really, that I'd be really excited about from an F&B perspective, um, there's a company called Bebot out of New York um, and another one called Room Orders that are doing some really cool stuff in terms of contactless ordering. And so enabling hotels to basically, in a really cost-effective way, um, bring room service and mobile and mobile ordering for in-room dining and in the F&B destination um, to make that process really seamless and efficient. You know, I, I found it so crazy that we basically are still like, you know, even in this day and age, we're scanning a, a, a QR code, which opens a PDF on our phone, and then we're still waiting for the same service. Like this, this whole, a lot of this friction in this process needs to be cut out, and it's it's so easy to do. It inc- it's proven to increase the average ticket size. Guests love it. Hotels love it. It's it's absolutely amazing. You know, I think messaging. You know, messaging for us at Hotel Tech Report is a huge part of our business. Um, and so, you know, when we're talking with customers, you know, from uh, Minneapolis to you know to Moscow, basically, and everywhere in between, messaging and opening tickets and being able to manage that service is huge for us. And I think hotels are finally realizing that. You know, if you have to cut your staff by 50%, you need a really efficient way to track guest requests and to communicate with them in real time where they want to communicate. And so obviously guest messaging has, has been huge. And make that make that as automated as possible, right? So you don't have to answer all of these yourself. You have a bot in, in between that can filter out 60, 70% of your messages probably, right? Exactly, exactly. Right. And so right. and so you know, there's there's so much repetition and, and that comes mm. back to this idea of I think the old adage in hotels is like, you know, more like more human interaction is better. And I think that's that's true with the caveat. And those human each of those human interactions needs to drive increased value. And so if I'm asking about, you know, the temperature of the pool at a hotel, you know, that's not adding value for me to wait for someone on the other end of the line and then get back <laughs> to me. I can find that out pretty quickly. And it's really about synthesizing that information. I think messaging plays a huge role there. So those are some of the areas where I'd be really excited. Um, Again, I I really, you know, I think hotels have been historically uh, inefficient when it comes to 
uh, managing group business and sales. And I felt the pain point on the other side of this mm-hmm. as someone who's booking and, you know, an event space for a London party, you know, that you joined us for, or, you know, a cocktail hour for your company. And I, and I think what's going to happen here is we're going to see, you know, obviously we've had Salesforce, Microsoft, Twitter saying that they're basically never going back to the office or with a caveat to that. And so what does that mean? That means that we're going to be in a world where people are working from home more, And so how do you build culture in a company when everybody's at home? How do you build relationships? How do you build empathy? How do you build trust amongst colleagues? And how do you create an environment that people want to work in when everybody's sitting in their own living room and they don't care who they're working for? They're just going to think about jobs and culture as a commodity if you don't bring people together. And so I think when when we look at group business, this is one of those areas where that idea of everybody, everybody can look good when we're in a bull market. And now that right. things are changing or volatile or a bear market, it gets really challenging and needs to be efficient. I think group sales needs to change a lot. The processes need to be more efficient. Hotels need to be better at getting back to uh, buyers instantly and providing them exactly what like transparency into what they're getting and why they should feel confident in it and why they should buy now and create urgency. And so I think there's going to be a lot of innovation um, and, and that I'm really excited for in terms of making sales teams really efficient um, and helping them adapt because the, the group business that, and group buyers they had a year or two years ago are not going to be the group, the group buyers moving forward. And they need to have better processes to manage that and keep a pulse on how that market is evolving over time. Yeah, if I can if I can order something on Amazon in one click and get it delivered in two hours or I can order a pizza in one click or no click. You know, why do I have to wait 48 hours to get a response from the hotel sales team, right? Um, that's 100%. Uh, or, or 72 hours or no response in many cases, right? So, um, yep. you, you, guys are, you guys are helping them with that on the group business side. And how do yep. you price group business instantly so that, you know, the buyer doesn't feel like they're getting scammed or ripped off and you can actually get the most amount of value and align the right buyer with the right price for the right package. So all that stuff is huge. And I think, you know, the leisure side is obviously innovated more quickly. Um, and the and the group side has been you know more traditional and it's a little bit slower to adapt. But I think we're going to see a huge change in that, and and the winners are going to be the companies that are able to kind of tackle tackle that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, thanks for the thanks for the overview. Um, I know we're going to have more opportunity to talk uh, in a couple weeks um, on March eighth at the uh, hospitality tech hub which is taking place in, in, in the same week as ITB Berlin or would have happened as, as would it, would ITB Berlin have happened? Yeah. Um, we'll do it virtually this time. And, and you and I, we're going to kick that off with a fireside chat at uh, very early in the morning. And I'm still feeling very sorry for that <laughs> for you. 4 a.m. Let's me. do it. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that, Jordan. And, and I really appreciate your time. Um, sharing your thoughts kind of as a, as a prelude to our conversation in a couple of weeks. So thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to talking to you more about this um, on uh, March 8th. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Klaus. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.